All right, all right. Welcome to the underground, the place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. A place where the word of God takes you where the darkness is at, where the foundation is being laid, where the seeds from God's word is being sown into your life, where repentance starts. It's the underground. And who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The underground. Cry not. Cry aloud. Spare not. Cry out loud and spare not. I'm going to make this one cry tonight. It's the underground. Let's go. I'm just here to tell y'all boys to repent, man. God told me to cry out. He told me to cry out. So that's what I'm going to do. America, it's time to repent. America, it's time to repent. Houston, it's time to repent. Dallas, it's time to repent. San Antonio, it's time to repent. New York, it's time to repent. It's time to cry out to God, man. All my trail boys, it's time to repent, man. All my strippers, it's time to repent, man. All the church going folks, it's time to repent. To the White House, it's time to repent. To all the fathers out there, it's time to repent. For our lives, or not. You know, I was just riding, uh, this came to my uh, came to my mind, man. You know, God talks to us in the middle of the night sometimes in them dark places. He wants to shout it on the mountaintop, man. That's what I just keep hearing from him. Cry out, son. Cry out, son. Until I bring you home, I want you to cry out and tell people. It's time to repent. Black man. It's time to repent, man. It's time to come on back to God. Just got a call today, one of my homeboys I went to school with, man. Died on the same block that I used to grow up on. Got shot. I just hope he knew God, man. Cause hell is real. It's real. So I'ma just keep crying out. 
gonna just keep trying out. Repent. underground a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground and who am I I'm just a voice in the wilderness of America crying out saying repent and turn your life around Appreciate y'all letting me do that for a little bit, man. I just wanted to talk to some people today, man. And like I said, man, I just got a call today. Uh, somebody I grew up with, man. And you know, last week, you know, I had just went to a funeral last week, and one of my somebody I grew up with died, man. And then somebody else this week. I'm like, oh snap! Like, man, it's serious. You know, like I just hope we 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 just know God. Cause after the uh, death, then judgment comes. You know, it's 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 over for them. Ain't no coming back. Saying, "Wait a minute, God, hold up, hold up. Let me let me do this. Let me do this real quick." Like it's it's a wrap for them. Like they don't get no second try at this, man. And so it just intensify my purpose even more just to keep crying out man and letting people know man look when you got a chance to or when you when god allows you to hear his word do you, you know what i'm saying I, I need people to understand that when he allows you <laughs> to hear his word take advantage of that opportunity because his word is it, it doesn't just goes out to everybody and we're gonna talk about that tonight Cry loud, spare not, man. All right, man. I hope everybody doing good, though. Yeah, I hope y'all doing good. You know, I hope y'all doing well. Take your uh, nutty professor finger, please, and type in the uh, comment section and let me know if you can hear me good. Yeah, take your uh, Norbert uh, refuse your finger and type in the comment section and let me know if you hear me good. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. Y'all hear me good? Okay. That's good. I appreciate everybody coming in live. I want y'all to know y'all who come in live is a part of something real big. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all part of something real big. Hey, I, I, I know it look little, but I'm telling you, years from now, hey, y'all gonna be able to say, hey, man, I was in on that. Yeah, you was. And so I appreciate it. I need y'all. I need y'all here. You know what I'm saying? Because this is gonna reach this is one day. I just, I just, I don't know. I just feel it, you know, because the word of God is going to be so uh, wanted. And that's why I preach it now. Get prepared. See, we putting this stuff out right now. So when it, when people come ready for it, it's already, it's already uh, set up for them. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be already set up for them. Hey, where do you go? One stop shop, the underground. You feel me? So, Oh yeah, this 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 right here go reach your kids' kids. 
if God say the same, if he allows this world to continue, it's going to reach your kids' kids. You know what I'm saying? All right, man. So I just been, you know, checking out the news lately. I had to recently go down to Arkansas. So, uh, you know, that's like a six to seven hour drive. And when I'm making those drives with my lovely wife ain't uh, with me, you know what I'm saying? First of all, wait a minute. Shout out to my wife. Real quick. Let me go ahead and do that real quick. The realest to ever do it. <laughs> yeah, just the realest to ever do it. Do what? Just be your wife. Yeah. Just the realest to ever do it, man. That's all it is. What's up, girl? You know what I'm saying? I'll see you in a little bit. But yeah, just the realest to ever do it. So I just wanted to give a shout out to her real quick. But anyway, when she not with me in the car, because when we in the car, me and her can talk for hours and hours and hours. Uh, side note, get you somebody that you can talk to. That's just a little side note. That's for somebody. I don't know. Yeah, that's for somebody probably in uh, New York. That's for somebody in Jamaica right now. That's for somebody in uh, Zimbabwe. That's for somebody wailing Europe. Get you somebody you can talk to. Y'all uh, dealing with people you can't even have conversations with without arguing. What's going on? It's time to uh, move on. Yeah, to get you somebody that you can have a legit conversation with. You know, and when you have conversations, insecurities not being uh, tampered with. Every time you say something or make a joke, they getting mad because they think you talking about them. Don't nobody got time for that. Don't nobody got time for that. Get you somebody you can talk to. So anyways, uh, when I don't have her, what I do is I do some studying. I study the culture. I study what's going on in the world. I study what's going on. I'm listening to people. I'm listening. Okay, what they saying on YouTube? What they saying on this platform? What they saying on these news channels? I want to hear what they saying. And but because I'm a study of, uh, I love to study the word of God, then I'm going to take whatever they saying and I'm going to line it up with God's word. That's how we study to show ourselves approved. I'm going to take what you saying even if you got 60 million views up under it, I'm still going to align it up with God. Even if your comment session look like a praise and worship service, I'm going to still align what you're saying, align it up with what God is saying. Even if you're the president of America, even if you're the richest man of the world, I'm still going to take what you're saying and I'm going to put it up against this word. Okay, I'm going to try what you're saying against this fire. <laughs> Come on, Dan. I'm going to try it. You feel me? Whatever you're saying, I'm going to test it. I know it sounds good what you're saying, but I still got to test it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, some jury, it may look good, but when you put it up against that real thing, it proves to be fake. Yeah, it may look shiny. Shout out to Sharpstown. But when you put it up against something like Johnny Dane or Jacob the Jewel, it looks fake. So, yeah, what you said may sound good. It may look good. It may get people excited. But when I put it up uh, against something that's real, it's coming back fake, dog. Yeah, I'm gonna, I got to call you out on that. So anyways, that's what I was doing. And so what I, what, what, what I was hearing a lot of is this is our issues that we got going on. I've been hearing that there's a recession coming. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to laugh for real. 
but I'm hearing that there's a recession coming and that the dollar is, uh, I don't know, that we're losing our value, things like that. I've been hearing that a lot. Uh, I'm still hearing a lot of people talk about finding their identity. Okay. And, and I just got to say, if you're 40 and 50 and still haven't found it, you need to come to the altar right now. Let's have a prayer and service for you right now. If you're 40 and 50 and you're still talking about trying to find your identity, 30, I can, I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to give you about two more years to do that, though. If you're in your 35 and up, I'm going to give you a couple of more years, okay? I'm going to give you a couple of more years. But in your late 40s, early 50s, and you're still talking about finding your identity, let's have a prayer service right now. Matter of fact, you can log in into the... Uh, underground we have a website there uh you can type in hey i want to have a prayer service with you i definitely will set that up for you okay yeah because i don't think it's going to take that long i don't think god wants you to take that long to find your identity baby okay okay so i've been hearing that and then what i'm hearing also is gun gun laws gun control that's a big topic that i'm hearing you know those type of things and uh you know, just uh, a lot of things about uh, the climate, I guess. Uh, what is it called? They saying that the world is, is getting worse and worse. And, you know, if we don't start saving, uh, saving things, uh, I don't know. It's, it, I, I fall asleep sometimes when they talking. Because what I go to is John 16, 33. When I hear them talking like this, the first thing that comes to my mind is Jesus told me, I have told you all this <laughs> so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. So when they tell me things like this, I'm already prepared. I'm like, really like Jesus already told me this. He already told me I'm going to have trials and sorrows. Y'all not telling me nothing new. But take heart because I have overcome the world. But he, he says that you may have peace in me. Your peace is being disturbed by news like this because your peace is in the world. Your peace is not in Jesus. Did you check out the name I just said? Your peace is not in Jesus. Okay? So we got to start understanding that these things that they're going to tell, and there's going to be worse news that's going to come out. I'm, I'm People of God, they're going to be more worse news that you're about to hear. If that's your channel, if you love watching the news, be prepared to hear worse news. The world is waxing worse and worse. Who told you that? God. Y'all thought he was lying? Y'all thought Jesus was lying when he said, in this world you will have trials and sorrows? He wasn't lying. He's the truth. Nothing uh, comes out of him can uh, is nothing but the truth. So he's saying, when you hear these things, he's saying, oh, I already told y'all that. Which, uh, I already told y'all that. I already told y'all about the uh, earthquakes and uh, hurricanes and all these things that's going to happen. This recessions, all this stuff that you're seeing. Oh, y'all already prepared? I'm preparing y'all for that. If you're in me, you will already be prepared for this. You won't get rattled. You won't have to get ready. 
Rumors of wars. Appreciate that. I already told us that. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got something to say, let yeah, type it in so I can let it be known. I need y'all help. But yeah, rumors of wars. Oh my God, we going to war with them. Oh my God, what you mean? I, and when they talk about recession, what recession? I don't know about y'all, but the people I grew up with, we've been in recession. This ain't nothing new to us. Then the persecution, yes, persecution of believers that's coming. So be ready for it. Be ready for it. All this recession and the, the value of the dollar going. Y'all been keeping dollar away from us. What's new? What's new? Our dollar never been accepted. What's new? Our dollars can barely get us gas. So what are you talking about? You're not, that doesn't scare, uh, oh my, it just don't scare me. And I don't want it to scare my brothers and sisters in Christ. What are you saying? What recession? What's going up? We've been poor. We been couldn't get things. What what's new? What else you go trick? What 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 else? Please. Trying to scare us like that. I don't like that. Don't be trying to scare people. Which y'all y'all. But you know what what's going on? Somebody told me in the word. Yeah, the first would be last, and the last would be first. That's what I heard. I'm just saying what I heard. It's a rumor going around that says the first will be last and the last will be first. So, hey, that's what I heard. So I, I, I think people are scared of that. But I ain't scared of nothing. But as I begin to listen to these things and God, you know, the Holy Spirit speaking to me and I'm asking God questions. God told me, he said, look, y'all got bigger issues than that son and i need you to cry out and let people know there's bigger fish that we need to fry than the dollar and 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 you know all these laws and all these type he say listen here y'all got bigger fish to fry go to genesis chapter six and verse three and what we gonna do we just go two step through this word we go cha-cha slide real smooth through this word okay we go get funky. Yeah, we go we go do that with this word tonight. That's what we go do. So I may go to the left, to the left. Then I may go back to the right. Then I may go there. So if you are searcher, you go love this because we just go go through all his word. That's what I like doing, just going through his word. But uh, so this is a, a big issue that we have. Bigger than all the things that I said uh, before I just got started. We want to talk about some of the big issues I have that we have as a people. Scripture again, please. Genesis chapter six and verse three. Genesis chapter six and verse three. You may got a lot of tabs open or something. You might be scrolling through something. I, I don't know what's going on, but just I can't, I can't, I can't babysit now. <laughs> you know. Uh, exit out the other stuff that you own and then you can probably stay focused on the Bible study. <laughs> oh, that's, that's my baby right there. She knows me. <laughs> I am who I say I am. Yeah, I am who I am. I feel you. All right. It says, then the Lord said, my spirit would not put up with humans for such a long time. You see that problem we got? 
Let me read that again. See, we talking about issues and we got bigger. Look at this big issue we got right here. God says, my spirit would not put up with humans for such a long time. See, there's a grace period that God has with us humans. While we worrying about all these other things, recession and worrying about the dollar and worried about uh, finding our identities and our, we, we, we on a time frame real quick, y'all. God say, I'm not going to be dealing with y'all that long. My spirit, without, I'm not going to be striving with y'all that long. And so that's a big issue that we need to let people know. People who just think they got all day. People think they got all the time in the world to get right with God. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh I don't know what y'all think, but God say he's not going to be striving with y'all all the time. That's a big issue. Yeah, that, that's the main focus right there that needs to be uh, broadcast. He ain't finna be striving with people. You check this out. Haven't you been like that? Let's take it to the flesh. Let's take it to the corner so we can uh, understand how God operates because we got his DNA in us. Don't you get like that with certain people? You say things like, I'm not finna be putting up with that too long, right? Where you think you get that from? Right. When you get on the job, don't you say certain things when that job starts to get on your nerves, that job not treating you right. You start to say things like I'm not going to be with this job too long. Right. You get in those relationships or situationships. And you say things like I'm not going to be in this too long. I'm not going to be playing with him this too long. I'm not going to be with her too long. I'm not basically what you're saying. I'm not going to strive with you too long. I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you like that. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say, for they are only mortal flesh. That's an issue. That's an issue for you prideful folks. Because I know y'all just think, uh, some of y'all just probably think, you know, I, I don't know. But uh, I don't know where we get this uh, mindset from. But he, he then begins to humble. He humbles us real quick and let us know, y'all only mortal flesh. See, that's an issue right there. That's a big issue. Once you understand that you're mortal flesh, it'll help you be aware of, okay, we really do have an issue that only God can help us with. He lets you know that you're only mortal flesh. I'm a spirit. You're mortal flesh. He been in a business of separation. And he separates us right there. You see what I'm saying? That's a big issue we got. Let me show you another big issue that we got going on, y'all. Romans chapter 9 and verse 15. Romans chapter 9 and verse 15. I'm trying to get us to understand we have bigger uh, fish to fry than what this world is trying to make us focus on. I'm talking to God's people. Don't get distracted by what the world is telling you. Don't let them dictate what you put your mind on. God is already telling us what we need to be focused on. Are you focused? For the focus, man, my money on my mind, are you focused? Shout out to that movie, Focus, too. That was a good movie, too. Romans chapter 9 and verse 15. It says, for God said to Moses, he talking to your uh, uh, uncle, talking to some of y'all granddaddy. 
you know, talking to some of y'all cousins, yeah, Moses, one of y'all family members. I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. Uh, that's a problem. That's an issue that we need to, uh, you know, kind of deal with. He said, I'll show mercy to anyone I choose. While we out here trying to figure out how we go do this and figure out, how, I need the people of God to figure out how I'm going to get up under this mercy. How can I get that compassion? Because his word is telling me he's saying he choose. I need to be on that side of mercy. During this time, I hear what y'all saying. I know, yeah, we got all this going on in the world, but let me figure out how I'm going to get on this side of the mercy. Because God out here choose. He got a choosy fee. <laughs> Everybody say they like to get chose. Well, here you go. God say I'm choosing people who I'm going to show mercy to. I like to get chose. Well, here you go. You got an opportunity to be chose for the mercy and compassion of God. You have the opportunity to be chose. I hope we are serious about this. What makes you show mercy to somebody? What makes you show compassion to somebody? Right, like a, a, a certain spirit that they portray, right? It's like you you, you want to show people mercy who, who have like a humble spirit about them. You say, you know what, I, I let, you know, they have a nice way. Somebody who say, I'm so sorry. You know, you want to show mercy to them. You want to show compassion to them because they have such a gentle, humble spirit about them. But those who come to you in a prideful, arrogant, they don't need nothing. They don't need nobody type attitude. It's like you, you don't even want to show them mercy. You don't even want to show them compassion. Hey, God's people, I want you to see this too. Because we out here trying to be like our daddy, right? In these days that we living in, you need to choose who you show mercy to too. You need discernment. Y'all out here showing mercy to everybody. Some people don't need your mercy. Oh, God, come on now. Talk talk to us, God, because we out here, we got this weak mindset sometimes with the way we uh, portray God. Like, we just show everybody mercy. I'm not going to be showing everybody. I'm going to choose. I'm choosing. I'm choosing who I'm showing compassion to. Yeah, let me see if, if let me see if you worth my mercy. Let me see if you worth my compassion. I get it from God. Y'all out here showing uh, mercy to uh, people who don't deserve it. How long you gonna show him mercy? This the tenth time he cheated on him. You he cheated on you. You still showing him mercy? Huh? She just getting you for all your money, cuz you still showing her mercy? Come on now. Uh-uh. You still showing them compassion? He putting his hand on you like that? He abusing you like that? And you still so uh-uh, uh-uh. We not showing him compassion. Get the uh-uh. Move out the way. And let God judge them. I say, God's people, it's time for some of y'all to move out the way and let judgment happen. That's how we need to roll. Come on now. Sometimes we got to put a... Uh, pick up the sword sometime and i'm coming through with this sword tonight i didn't sharpen it real good too so it's coming strong 
Yeah, I didn't sharpen it all week. So it's very, you know, sharp and it's going to may sting you a little bit, but it's okay. I got a doctor who will hook you up real good. He healed too. He healed too. But I'm just saying some, you need discernment, woman of God, a man of God, sometimes in your life to, when do I be the lamb? God, show me when to be the lamb, but also show me when to be the tribe, a line of Judah. Okay. Come on now. Show me when I need to be Joshua. Joshua, Joshua, I, I was reading, I, I sent it out to certain people. Joshua came up to somebody and said, are you a friend or a foe? I need to know. Oh, I love that. Show me. That's what I love. I love to see that in God's people sometimes. Are you a friend or a foe? I, no, I ain't praying right now. I ain't laying hands right now. I ain't speaking. It I need to know if you're a friend or a foe. Let me know. If you're a friend or a foe. And if you're a foe, it's time to hit the door. Yeah, right then and there. Come on now. We up here just being, we friendly, we befriending everybody. Why are we acting like that? God didn't even befriend his, remember when his mama and his sisters and his brothers came? They say, hey, Jesus, your mama, and they out there waiting on you. He said, who is my mama? Who is my brother? I don't know if he kept on waiting or not, but he ain't even befriending everybody like that. Everybody don't need to be your friend. Shoes. Okay, that's just a little... Look, I, I, I ain't going to try to be. I'm not going to be too long, y'all. I promise you. <laughs> I'm not going to try to be too long. I'm not. But yeah, we so worried about going to war with humans when a lot of us is at war with God. You worried about war with other countries? No, 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 no. Ma'am, sir, you are at war with God. You need to wave your white flag. For real. Worried about what we who we going to war with, man. We at war with God right now. In America, let's be real. We at war with God. Let's just let's just go ahead and kick the door down and let everybody know. We at war with God. Yes, we are. We at war with it's so it's so obvious. It's so obvious we at war with God. And I, and, and only cry out. What what can we do? Uh cry, cry out. Cry out, cry out. We at that, we at that point now. Beg for mercy and beg for I, that. We at that point. For real. Because the way we just disrespect them. We just disrespect them. Well, how you know that? Just read his word. Just read his word. It's time just repeating itself, basically. And we in the Bible. And I we acting just like some folks. And when I say we, I'm saying as a country. Some of us are setting ourselves apart, and, and I don't want to, like, you know, tear that down and not think y'all not doing y'all part. I'm saying as a country, you know what I'm saying? America got to understand we are at war with God. But those individuals, those, uh, you know, lots of the land and those who, uh, them Abrahams, and, you know, keep praying. Keep praying. God got you to pray. Some, some of these situations, some of y'all family members uh, haven't got judgment because you praying. Your job haven't went, on, went under or layoffs haven't happened at your job because you there praying. Did you just, oh my, did they just hit me? Yes. That's how powerful your prayers are. See, you don't, did you, did you not know? That's how powerful your prayers are. I say layoffs haven't happened at your job because you there praying. 
That's how serious your prayers are. Man of God, woman of God. And I want you to be confident in your prayers. We don't have time to be wavering in our prayers. Confident. Confident. You know when, when uh, let me talk to the ladies. You know when somebody come approach you, right? Talk to the ladies. You don't want nobody fumbling and uh, stuttering and they don't even know what to say. You want somebody who confident, right? Well, God said, I need somebody who confident when they come to me in their prayers. Don't be fumbling and, you know, don't know what you go do. If you go take me out of the well, what's going on? I don't need all that. I need a, a somebody who confident. I hear that a lot. They want them a confident person. But why are we not confident in his word? Why are we not confident in our prayers? When you pray, believe it. Be confident. Be confident like you confident when you get your hair done and you get your hair cut. You know that confidence you have when that happens? You know when you get your nails done, your feet done, you know what I'm saying? They rub all the, you know, they crust off your heel. You get them heels on. You get that fresh fade, nice tea, everything fitting right. You know how confident you feel? Well, you need that same confidence when you enter the throne of God, when you praying. Confidence. The people of God need confidence. I have a word for you. I don't think I have a word for you. I know I got a word for you. If you don't want to listen, I'm going to just dust off my feet. But I have a word for you, though. I don't think I have a word for you. I don't think I'm seeing something. I know I'm seeing something. Oh, that's air. Nah, 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 nah. See, it's not air. And that's when the persecution go come. See, the persecution going to start happening when, uh, when us believers start being bold. They going to really start praying. Oh, they being hateful. Oh, they being this. Oh, oh they being this. And yeah, this is going to come when we start being bold in our identity in Christ. See, my identity is not in the voice. My identity is not in the underground. My identity is not in my job. My identity is not in my skin color. My identity is not of how much I got in the bank. My identity is fully in Christ Jesus, period. That's where we're getting it mixed up at. We're trying to find our identity in things outside of Christ. That's why you're not confident. You on sand. You're not on the rock. See, when you're on the rock, you're able to be confident. Oh my God, I'm going now. I say I'm. Hey, hey, I'm finna go ahead and I'm finna take. I'm finna make this uh sermon cry. <laughs> I'm finna make this one. This is gonna be the realest one. But yeah, your confidence is in Christ. You are wavering because your confidence is in your bank account. So the moment that mug go below a certain number. You losing your confidence. <laughs> your confidence has been in your looks. So the moment you gain a certain weight or the moment you get some pimples or the moment you don't like the way these pants fit, guess what? You losing your confidence because your identity was in your looks. You are losing your confidence because your identity is based on how many followers you got. 
So the moment you don't have enough followers or the moment somebody is not liking your post or liking your video, you're losing your confidence. Why? Because your identity is based in that instead of your identity being in Christ. Christ is something that is unshakable, unmovable. It is here now and forever. It was the first and the last this is the alpha and the omega. When you have your confidence in that throughout all your life, you will not get rattled. Oh, my God, you are talking to us right now. Come on now. Oh, my God. We Oh, come on. Let, let, let the black man hit his. Let the white man hit his. Let the Mexican man hit his. Let the white woman hit his. Let the black woman hit his. Let the Mexican woman hit his. Let the Chinese woman hit his. Let the Chinese man hit his. The Jamaican man, the Jamaican woman. Let them all hit his, God. Ooh, let the poor man hit it. The poor lady hit it. The rich lady hit it. The poor uh, lady hit it. Just let everybody hear this word right now, God. Ooh. Where is your identity at? Where is it at? <sighs> Where is your identity at? Check yourself. Break yourself, fool. <laughs> That's what you need to tell yourself. You need to tell yourself every morning, break yourself, fool, and see where your identity at. Before you walk out the door, tell yourself, break yourself. Check yourself. Where's your identity? Because if it's in something else, I'm telling you, it's going to be shaking. Did you hear me? If your identity is something else, oh, it's about to get shaking. It's about to get, yeah, give me your money. <laughs> and guess what? That's what they're doing now, huh? They telling you, give me, give me your money. And a whole bunch of identities being shaken because of a oh, listen to what I'm about to say, y'all. Just listen to it and let this hit your spirit. A whole lot of people's identity is being shaken right now because of a measly dollar. Let that sink in. Because of a dollar. God's people's identity, security is being shaken because of money. He told you you can serve both. Now we just seeing, see, I love it when he revealed. I was reminded uh, a couple of uh, last week, it, it said, oh, I, I forgot I had said, God told this is the year of reveal. Yeah, that's right. The year of reveal. And it's being revealed. It's being revealed who was your God. That's it. Question, when you see that what's being revealed is your God, are you ready to repent? Because you got to be thankful that it's being revealed. That's mercy. Oh, come on, God. I say, if he's revealing it to you, you should be thankful. Because that's mercy. That's compassion. <laughs> Ooh. Your, your, your trial, your tribulation that you're going through, that's mercy. That's compassion. The layoff, that's mercy. That's compassion. That's con Thank you, God. Let us see things different. We keep looking at things from a human's perspective. I know you told Peter that you have only a human concern, but let us see things from God's perspective, God's point of view. Where's your mind at these days? Why is they always on human concerns? I need us to get a mind that starts thinking like God.
Because when you start thinking like God, guess what? You start talking like God. When you start thinking like God, you start walking like God. When you start thinking like God, you start preaching like God. When you start thinking like God, you start seeing like God. When you start thinking like God, you begin to hear like God. When you start thinking like God, you start investing like God. You start sowing like God. You start budgeting like God. Yeah. This world, don't, man, come on, man. Hey, hey, we need to get like Jesus. And when them waves and storm come, we just look at it and say, uh, be still. <laughs> don't, uh, you can't come in this house with all it. No, 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 not in my house. Yeah, be still. That's what, yeah, my mama used to tell me that when I used to be running around, uh, sit down somewhere. <laughs> Shout out to my mama, the realest to ever do it. I know she up in heaven looking down saying, you go, boy. Yeah. I know you up in heaven saying, you go, boy. Shout out to Martin. Yeah. Sick of this. I'm sick of us with this losing our confidence. Come on, God's people. If you keep losing, if listen, if it's disturbing your uh, walk, cut it off. If it's going to cut it off, it's better than go to heaven with a one hand and going with uh, doing both of you, uh, your hands in hell. Cut it off. You can't cut it off, though. Why? Because it's being revealed that that's your God. You can't cut it off because it's now being revealed. Oh, I worship this. I worship this. Yeah, th th I worship this. I bow down to this. I bring tithes and offering to this. I sacrifice to this. That's why I can't cut it off, God. Do you know how much I sacrifice for this? God say, yeah, I know. That's your God. So when that judgment come, let that God save you then. Because I show mercy who I show mercy unto. I show compassion who I show compassion unto. All right, let's keep on going. Let's go to Mark chapter 8. Not, not Mark chapter 8, I'm sorry, my bad, y'all. Mark 25. Mark 25. And we're going to start at verse 14. I'm going to read something. Because uh, sometimes we got the, uh, it's a guy wanted me to talk about sneaky righteous people. Sneaky self-righteous people. They sneaky with it. They sneaky with they 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 say certain things and you gotta you gotta just people and you gotta be real careful if you don't you don't turn into this you see what I'm saying you don't turn into a sneaky righteous person a sneaky self righteous person all right so this is the parable of the three servants you know Jesus was stay he stayed talking in parables to people you know what I'm saying and so he said again the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 25, starting at verse 14. Okay. All right. He said, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. Now, this man was going on a long trip, right? We should already like it because we like going on trips, right? So he may, if you want to make it fun, say he was going to uh, Jamaica. Say he was going to Perry, Perry. Say wherever you want to go to make it interesting for you whatever long trip you want to go on that's where he was going okay he was going to maui okay he was going to bailey or whatever he's whatever he was going somewhere 
So before he was leaving, he say he called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. So before he was leaving, he said, all right, hey, y'all three, come here. I'm going to leave y'all with some money. I'm going to need y'all to take care of my business for me, okay? No, 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 no. Say, did you hear what I said? I'm going to leave y'all with some money, and I'm going to need y'all to, you know what I'm saying, double up for me. All right? I'm going to need y'all to nipsey hustle that thing and double up. He said, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. So he gave five bags of silver to one. So he gave five bags of silver to one. Right? Two bags of silver to another. And one bag of silver to the last. Dividing it proportion to their abilities. I love that. Oh, man. The man who owned everything, he knew the abilities of his servants. Do y'all get that? He know the bit. So that means his servants don't have time to be envy. They don't have time to be jealous because they have trust that they owner understood. Hey, he knows my abilities. That's why he gave me little. He maybe gave that person much because he knows their abilities. I trust that he knows how much I can handle. Woo, thank God for trusting, for that, hold on. Thank God for knowing how much I can handle. So God, I was just want to thank you for the little that you give me. And I want to thank you for the lot that you give me. But either way, I know that you know my ability. You know what I can handle. We got to start thanking God for knowing he knows what we can handle. Maybe that prayer was unanswered because he knows your abilities. He knows your abilities. Can you trust him with that? Okay, let's keep rolling. He then left on his trip. So he gone. He took out. Boom, he gone. I don't know where he at, but he gone. 16, the servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. So that first servant, hey, he went to work. He went to work. He said, okay, let me get on. I got to get on my grind. Verse 17, the servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. So it's showing, even though they had five, and even though the one we had two, he had little than the one with five, but guess what? He was still able to double up. Mm. I hope somebody got that. Even though he had little, he had less than the one with five, he was still able to double up with his little. Sometimes you got to use a little and make it work. Don't complain about the little, double up with the little. Just go to work, work it. Ask God for wisdom. God, look, this is all I got. This all the money I got, God. You know it. You understand. I asked for another job, but you didn't give it to me. So look here, God, this is what I'm working with. God, I really want to get this house. God, I really trying to get this car. God, I'm really trying to uh, go to school or do this and do that. Hey, but this is all I got, God. Can you give me wisdom on how to work it? Yeah, I'm not going to be bitter and I'm not going to complain about not having enough. I'm going to ask you, can you give me wisdom to work it and double it and watch what God do? He did it for his servants in his Bible. Why he won't do it for you? Do you believe? Or are you steady asking your job to help you double up? Ah, oh, 
Woo. Talk to us, God. You depending on a manager to help you double up. You depending on a company to help you double up. You depending on your clients to help you double up instead of coming to the creator of the world and say, God, teach me how to double it. Ooh, oh, sweet. We getting breakthrough tonight. I, oh, I feel Woo, we getting breakthrough tonight. Somebody finna double up. Yep, somebody finna double up. Okay. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. Now, this is the person we go focus on. Okay. After a long time, they master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. So the master, he back from his trip, got a tan. He had, he got his wine shirt on, you know, got his bags in his hand and he ready. But the first thing he come, he say, hey, hey, I, what them servants there? They got, yeah, they been, uh, they was in charge of my, my work. Yeah, they was in charge of some things, and I need them to uh, come come pay up. Yeah, the servant, the, the the owner was about his business. He's about his kingdom business. So when he come back, he looking for, hey, what y'all been doing? Question: What you been doing? Because when he come back, he go, uh, what y'all been doing? All right, so verse 20, verse 20, the servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Ooh, that's, I like that. I'm on God to be full of praise when he see my work, right? That's what we ought to be striving for. I want God to be full of praise. I don't care about the praise of people. That's cool, whatever. But I want God to be full of praise when he see my work. That's what I'm striving for. That's what I'm working for. I want God, when he look down, he just be like, ooh, he start praising my work. He start praising my life. He start praising my marriage. He start praising that I'm a good mama. I'm a good dad. That's what I want God to praise. Come on now. So that's what he said. He was full of praise. Ooh, full of it too. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Okay. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now we give you many more responsibility. Let's celebrate together. God say, I'm looking for people who can first be responsible with the small amount. With the small amount. Yeah, with the small. I'm looking. I'm watching. Because the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Yeah, they everywhere. So he watching how you doing with the small things of life. He watching. I want you to know when you begin to be faithful over those small things, he begins to give you more. His word tells us the master was full of praise. Well done. Uh, verse 22, the servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. So even with his two, he doubled up. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this, this small amount. So now we give you many more responsibilities. Many more responsibilities. Why are you running from it then? 
See, we need to understand when God gives, it's more responsibilities. We tend to run from responsibilities. But God say, that's when I open up the heavens, I'm giving more responsibilities. Are you ready to carry them? Are you ready to be faithful to the responsibilities that I'm giving? I don't just open up the heavens just to give money. I open up the heaven to give responsibility. Mm. So he said, let's celebrate together. They was happy about their responsibility, so they celebrated. The, when you begin to get more and complain, it's because you don't like the responsibilities. But that's what happens when you get more. You want a bigger house? There's bigger responsibilities. You want a bigger car? There's bigger responsibilities. You want a bigger family? There's bigger responsibilities. You want a bigger church? There's bigger responsibilities. Do you want a bigger business? Well, there's bigger responsibilities when those things happen. Just warning you. That house, oh, it comes with a bigger house note. So you're gonna have to be bigger responsible to go to work. You're gonna have to be more responsible to budget your money. That car that you wanna uh, slab in and turn colors in, and I see you, go get that car. I feel you, get that. Hey, no hate over here, get that. But I want you to know you're gonna have to be more responsible when it comes to that insurance. You, you may have to be more responsible when it comes to that premium gas more responsibilities just saying you making more money you might have to be more responsible to pay your taxes that's what happens when you get more it's just more responsibilities i just want us to see the whole picture of more it's just not a picture no, there's a lot of things behind that picture that we need to start telling our young people about. Okay, the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's verse 23. Then verse 24. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, master, I knew you were a harsh man harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. He said in verse 25, I was afraid I will lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I had harvest crops I didn't plant and get, gather crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank at least? I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ought to take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver. Check out this profound statement right here. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. Mm. Come on, talk to us, God. But from those who do nothing, 
even what little they have will be taken away. See, in this culture, we will look at that like that's being cruel. But God say, if even the little that you have and you're not using it, or you're being lazy with it, he say, even that will be taken away. Now throw this useless, look how God is talking. My gosh. Then he said in verse 30, now throw this useless servant into the outer darkness. Useless, woo, God, I know you talk like that. Whether there be weeping and a gnashing of teeth. Weeping and that. See this, this, first off, this last servant, this wicked and lazy servant, he had excuses. First, he, he had an excuse saying, I knew you harvest crops. Then he had an excuse talking about, uh, I knew you was a harsh man and all these type of things. I was afraid. I was afraid. I was in fear of what the news said. I was in fear. They said we uh the dollar was going down and they said we had a recession. So I just hoarded everything. I kept everything. I didn't share everything. I kept it closed. I was scared to do anything. I was scared to step out on faith. I was scared to start this because I was nervous let me tell you something god gonna say you wicked and lazy servant you wicked and lazy servant i don't want that to be us see don't let this world scare you to stop stepping out on faith and doing what god has called you to do even if you have only two bags of silver, even if you have only one bags of silver, work it. Work it. Just work it. Just start somewhere and work it. See, this, 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 this last servant, it reminds me of people like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 9. They the type of people who they 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 just say, well, I ain't have it says, do you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourself. Those who indulge in sexual sin, who worship idols, who commit adultery, who are male prostitutes, who practice homosexuality, who are thieves, who are greedy people, who are drunkards, who are abusive or cheat people. None of these would inherit the kingdom of God. See, lazy people, they the ones who say, well, I don't do that. I don't do none of that. I don't do none. I don't, I don't be sexual sin. I don't worship idols. I don't commit adultery. I never did none of that. See, those are those lazy religious people to me. But what are you doing with what God has given you? It doesn't matter what you don't do. What matters is what you're not doing. What you're not doing with the bags of silver God has given you. Because I want you to know, some of us may bust hell wide open and go to hell with uh, with the weeping and gnashing of the teeth for not just doing nothing. Yeah, you don't you don't commit too many sins. You haven't murdered nobody. You haven't sold weed. You haven't smoked weed. You never drank. That's good. But you're not doing nothing. You a loner. You just by yourself all the time. You just by yourself in your apartment. You don't do nothing. I don't talk to nobody. I don't do nothing. I just, I'm just by myself. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You wicked and lazy servant. 
And I'm here to tell you that God wanted me to cry out and uh, cry loud and spare not and let you know you've been lazy. You don't want to work what God has given you. You have a wonderful gift inside of you, man of God. You have a wonderful gift inside of you, woman of God. You don't know what that is? Well, it's time to seek, pray, and fast and ask God what it is. Those who seek him will find. Those who keep knocking will find. How did you get that job? How did you get that house? How did you get that car? How did you get that child? You just kept knocking. You kept seeking. You kept asking. You kept sleeping because you kept doing it. That's how you got it, right? Well, if you want to know what God has gifted you with, if you want to know the purpose for your life from God, keep seeking, keep knocking. You stopped after one day. You stopped after three days. You stopped after one week and you said, well, I tried that God thing. It didn't work. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who do you think you coming to like that? I'm talking to this generation. Who do we think we dealing with when we come to God? I'm going to need you to go ahead and read the Old Testament for a little bit. Okay? Take a, take a little second off the New Testament. Take a little second off that. And I need you to go ahead and read the Old Testament, not for the rules and regulations, but just to see the character of who you step into like that. Yeah, go ahead and take a stroll through the Old Testament for just a little bit. And then when you're done with that, go on and skip over to Revelations and take a stroll through that and see who you're dealing with. I think we think we just step into just any normal person. Some old man or something in the sky with a long white beard or something. I think that's who we think we step into. Some old fat man just on a, on a, on a throne and he can't move or something. Who we think we talking to? Well, I'm here to uh, cry loud and spat out and let you know you're talking to the creator of the world. You're talking to somebody right now who's keeping your heart beating. You're talking to somebody right now or stepping to somebody who's going to probably. Ooh. Did I say that? OK, probably. We don't know if we go wake up in the morning. Who you think keeping your heart going? Who you think keeping you alive when you asleep? I'm just here in this small time as we live. I'm, I'm, I'm just a little, he just giving me a little small time. And I feel like I have a purpose to get the reverence back for what God deserves. Because when I read the word, that's what he highlights to me. That's what he highlights to me. We're missing the reverence of who God is, the respect of who God is, the awe of who God is. You know, we missing that. Our kids is missing that. They roll their eyes when you say, let's pray. They got an attitude when they say we going to church. Who? Wait, 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 wait. You got it. I don't. I don't care about your attitude. I say we going to church. I don't care about you rolling your eyes. We finna pray. Is this? Is this? This disrespect all across, and we wonder why we at war with God. The word of God will tell you. 
All right. Let's see what else. Mark 8, 36. Y'all good? If anybody got to go, I totally understand. I promise you. You know what I'm saying? I promise you I understand. I'm just letting this thing ride out for a little bit more, okay? But I appreciate uh, everybody doing uh, coming out, just uh, chilling. You know what I'm saying? Chilling with the live version, man. You feel me? I appreciate it. When I was at uh, at work today, just so thankful that I have a job that I can, uh, that I have a certain favor in my job that I can sit up there and talk to everybody at my job about God. I'm so thankful for that, man. They, they it's like they just know they. Everybody know me as that person, and I can just talk to them about God. I'm so thankful, man. I'm so thankful for that, man. But Mark 8, 36 says, What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? That's why we're struggling. Do you want to know why people are struggling these days? I promise y'all. It's not because we're in a recession. It's not because we're in some, we can't find jobs or we can't find houses or we can't get this or we don't have enough money or we're not in relationships. So do you understand why people are really struggling? It's because they're forfeiting their souls. That's why people are out here struggling, going crazy. They're forfeiting their souls for the pleasures of this world. You don't think there's a price to be paid when you do that? You don't think there's not consequences when you do that? There's consequences when you forfeit your soul like that. Treat your soul like a bowl of soup, Esau. Oh, God, help us. There's consequences. What profit you to have all the street cred and all of your homeboys say, oh, he was a real dude, but you forfeit your soul. He kept it 100, but you forfeit your soul. What profit you, young man? What profit you, young man? That you was the biggest blood. You was the biggest crip. You kept it GD. You kept it all real to the end of your time. But what profit you that you forfeit your soul, though? Yeah, you got all the respect from the street, but you forfeited your soul, young man, young woman. What profit you to have all the followers that you can gain? but you are forfeiting your soul. What profit you? What are you really profiting? I ask you, I ask you to ask yourself, what are you really profiting? To have the best girlfriend, to have the best boyfriend, to be in the most uh, exciting relationship, but out of the whole time while you're in this relationship, you're forfeiting your soul. What profit you, I ask? What's your profit? At the end of your life, what are you profiting, though? What are you profiting? What profit you, young lady? 
What profit you woman of God to have that sugar daddy you have, to take you on trips, to take you to the mall, to buy, uh, buy all the stuff you need, to pay all your bills, to pay your car note, to pay your house note. But what profit you to do all those things, but you're losing your soul in the midst of it all? What profit you, I ask? What is your profit? What is your profit? To pop all the bottles, to get into all the VIP sections, to smoke all the weed you want, to have all the sex you want. What profits you though, when you lose your soul? What profits you? What profits you woke person? You have all the newest knowledge. You have the 19 keys to Kemet. You know how to speak in all these different languages, Hebrews and all these type of languages. You read all the top books to uh, unlock your soul and, and have the wisest and open your third eye and all these type of things. But you are forfeiting your soul. I ask you, wise person, what are you profiting? See, that's why we are struggling as a people. That's why we see people going crazy. That's why we see all these things. People have forfeit their soul. And guess what? There was a price to be paid for that. There's a price to be paid. You want to know why else we are struggling as a people? Amos chapter 8 and verse 11. Amos chapter 8 and verse 11. I'm crying out loud and I'm sparing out right now. I have to do this because this might be my last one. We never know. The time is surely coming, says the sovereign Lord. When I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. That's why we're struggling. See, there's a see, they're telling us about a famine, about food, and about a dollar. But there's a famine right now in America from hearing the word of God. That's why we're struggling. That's the real issue. We're not hearing from God. And when you don't hear from God, turn on CNN. That's what you get. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from border to border, searching for the word of Lord, for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. In that day, beautiful girls and strong young men will grow faint in that day, thirsty for the Lord's word. You think people out here thirsty for attention? That's not thirsty for attention. That's just the outer thing. What they're thirsty for is the word of God. People are not thirsty really for money. They're thirsty from a, a divine word from God. And guess what? They're not getting it. So they're trying all these other things. Because there's a famine in the land. There's a famine in the land. God say, I'm a sin of famine. Well, I'm not going to speak to you. That's the struggle, y'all. I'm telling you, that's the real issue that's going on. Don't worry about what these news people are saying. They talking about uh, 
material, physical things, man. There's a bigger issue under that, man. There's a famine from hearing the word of God. How is it that we are struggling and we got all these big churches, we got all these mega pastors, we got all these people on you, everybody's giving the word. Why are we still struggling then if it's from God? Come on, common sense. Why are we in this situation? Why is America in this situation if we have all this, the number one uh, Christian, we Christian nation? Uh, why? How? How? You know why? There's a famine in the land. We're not hearing from God. This nation not hearing from God, man. All right, last, last one, man, and I'm going to let y'all go. One more thing while we really struggling, man. And you let people know this. Or you just sit back and watch. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. And I'm going to go through 9 through 12. The man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. Who The man they're talking about is the lawless man. Satan works. It's going to be Satan. He's going to come. He's going to use. He's going to have people. They're going to be doing all these type of power and false signs and wonders. Mm. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that will save them. That's people are refusing to love and accept the truth of Jesus Christ that will really save them. They refusing it though. They might not say they refusing it with their mouth, but they refusing it by their life. They refusing it by rejecting the cross. They refusing it. So God, when they do that, when people refuse Jesus, when America refuse Jesus, when a black man refuses Jesus, when a white man refuses Jesus, when a black woman refuses Jesus, when that white woman refuses Jesus, when that Hispanic man refuses Jesus, when that woman refuses Jesus, this is what happened. God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe the lies. The devil out here working. No, 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 no. God out here working. Don't you dare get that uh, power to the devil. God is out here working. It said God would cause them to be greatly deceived. Everybody who's out here rejecting Jesus, God said, I'm going to cause you to be greatly deceived. Other translations said, for this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion. So they will believe the lie. That's the issue. People have a delusion that they are believing the lie. Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. Y'all, man. This is serious, man.
Do y'all see that? I want to I want to read that one more time. Second Thessalonians 2 11. So God would cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe the lies. That's God, y'all. That's who we dealing with. That's the issue that's going on right now in America. And I want you to be so thankful that you're not up under that delusion right now. I want you to be so thankful that you're not believing the lies right now. You got to be so thankful. Okay. So I thank all of y'all, man, for coming out, man. Uh, again, God is so good, man. He is so good to us, man. And I just want us to continue to uh, give God the glory in our lives. Give God the glory just the way that we speak to people. You know, the way we help people. Just every day when we wake up, we give God the glory. Hey, this was the underground. A place to hear the uh, word of God before you go six feet underground. Hey, who was I? <laughs> I ain't nobody, y'all. Just somebody in this small period of uh, eternity. Just giving y'all the word of God. It's the underground, man. Cry aloud. Spare not. Let's go. You got to repent. We gotta repent. I appreciate everybody for coming out, man. Y'all wanna go ahead and go? Hey, that's it. That's it. That's the underground for you, baby. Y'all go ahead and get up out of here. Repent, America. Repent, America. Cry out, man of God. Cry out, woman of God. Cry out. Oh, we gotta cry out, y'all. He's sending strong delusions. People are being greatly deceived. By the delusion God is sending people. Oh, we got a crowd. Got a crowd, man. Fair enough. God, I pray that you help this word reach everybody who needs to hear it. Those in the prison. Those in the crack houses, those in the corner. God, I pray that you can reach everybody, God. Give us time to repent, dear God. Please give us time to repent, dear God. Please give us time to repent, God. I see what you're doing right now, God. Just give us time. Please give us time, God. Please give us time. Have mercy on this dear God. Have compassion on this dear God. Please, please. God, before you go six feet on the ground. Come on.